in the late 90s, early aughts, three friends met in the woods to tell each other scary stories. They recorded their stories and captured unexplained paranormal phenomena. The whereabouts of the members of the Scary Storyteller Society are unknown. All that remains are the tapes that were recovered from their abandoned campsite. And after you listen to them, you'll have to ask yourself, are you scared of these stories? Are you scared? 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 Owens. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, we're right here. I mean, we're sitting here. Good, good. I got some big news. This sounds serious, Jenkins. Is this part of your story for tonight? Well, uh, no, not really. I, I'm not going to be here next year. Why? I, I mean, maybe, you know, Hibs can, like, uh, I don't know, fly me out every couple weeks or something. I can't afford to fly you in every couple of weeks. Where are you going? <laughs> I think I'm going to film school, guys. What? Well, I mean, I found my craft, so I can't really... Well, did, did the scary stories help you find your craft? <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, if anything, these scary stories have been holding me back. And uh, it wasn't until just recently. I mean, I, I told you about half my family died last week, right? What? No! Jesus Christ! Oh, <laughs> I forgot to tell you about that. Ah, oh, shit. Uh, yeah, there was a horrible train wreck, and like half my family died headed to vacation. <sighs> yeah. But the good news is I inherited all these Hitchcock movies from my grandpa, <laughs> and so I've been on a real Hitchcock binge. I I don't I don't know what to say. Well, I mean, he could just I don't know congratulate me. I mean, uh, I'm I'm very sorry for your loss. From a what? The terrible tragedy of your family being killed. Oh fuck! Uh, I already kind of forgot about that. Yeah, uh, I was just watching Hitchcock, and I guess <laughs> it kind of just. I don't know, got me over it. Is that a show? Is Hitchcock a show? Oh fuck, I don't know. No, Owens. It's a series of films made by an artist named Hitchcock. It's Alfred Hitchcock, Jenkins. Yeah, yeah, I know. Al Hitchcock, gotcha. Alfred. Alfred. He didn't go by Hitchcock. He didn't go by Al. His name is Alfred Hitchcock. Al is one of the greatest film artists that we know. He was a director. I, I, I mean, yes, he was an artist. But, I mean, do you even know what he was? Do you understand what he even did? Yeah, he could scope some of the best scenes, Hibs. He could cut some of the best reels. <laughs> People would shriek in fear and they would run and tear out of the theaters. Out of all those Nickelodeons. So, uh, what film school do you want to go to? Uh, I mean, I put my application out for about 300 different schools, so I'm just kind of throwing out a wide net, you know? Oh, that's pretty good. I'm not too picky. I mean, as long as it's New York City or like Paris or something like that, I think. I'd, I'd wow. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, uh, yeah, you get into Paris film school. Thank you. Well, I mean, I did send my reel out, so we'll see. What the hell was your reel about? I don't think now's a good time to show you. I mean, we don't have a projector or anything, but I mean, how about, I mean, hell, I could give you a play by play right now, just an audio version, or basically give you the retelling. You guys could 
act like a couple producers and I could, you know, pitch it towards you like I'm I'm in the big old Hollywood, you know? I don't know why you're acting like this. Acting like what? Your whole voice has changed, your whole attitude has changed, you're completely different. Yeah, maybe I've matured. Maybe I've grown. Maybe I've grown mature. Maybe I've matured all the way to my grownness. Maybe I'm fully matured and grown. You're, you're matured. Yeah. Thank you're you, Owens. Thank you. Maybe we need to shut this down tonight so you can be with what's left of your family and kind of just, uh, I don't know, grieve. Maybe this is how he's grieving, Hibbs. I mean, I haven't even decided to leave yet. So, I mean, why would they be grieving? I mean, why are they upset about me leaving? I mean, I guess you know, it's kind of a loss for the community and see me go and stuff. But Yeah. yeah. Hibbs, why don't, you, why don't you come over here and huddle up for a second? You need a huddle. What, what, you, what is this? We need a double huddle. We need a double huddle. All right, we're huddled. What is it? I think this is how he's dealing with the death of his family. I mean, it wasn't his entire family. I don't know why he would be upset. He still has the other half. Jesus, you're a fucking monster. Relax. This whole goddamn thing sounds like so much BS. I mean, it just pisses me off that he's coming here with these weird vibes. He's wanting to go to film school. He's acting like a douchebag, and he's trying to tear us apart by coming out here like this with this stupid sob story. Trying to come here like some kind of a fucking auteur director. He's just trying to ruin the scary storyteller society. If half of his family was slaughtered, then just just let him tell his story. Let him work out his grief. Just try to be nice about it. Fucking half his family's dead. To be or not to be... That's where it all started, boys. What the hell are you talking about? Acting. Theater. This. I mean, the stories. You know? <sighs> I don't know. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I really think we need to shut this down tonight. I mean, this is the only thing I have in my life. And this is a big deal for me to say we need to shut it down. Because I look forward to this every week. But I think it's. I think you are in a weird place, and we need to shut this down. So, would you guys like to have your spines tingled tonight? Yeah, dude. Yes, of course we would. Do it. Jenkins, of course we would want our spines tingled. That's what the scary storytellers is all about. Submitted to scare you. Walter Perth. The man who perched in a holiday in window. And tried to stop the death of a boy. But no one would listen. Walter Perth was a strange man, to say the least. He was an outsider by every account. He had only two friends in the whole world. One was the owner of a Holiday Inn Express named Mickey. And the other friend was his trusty sidekick and life partner, Toots. They were roommates for years. Are you talking about like his roommate like as a girl? Is his girlfriend? Oh, oh no, it was a hamster. So Toots the hamster, hamster. hamster. and Walter Pith. These are our two main characters, guys. Get used to these guys, okay? Uh, a little bit more backstory for Walter Perth. His entire apartment complex mysteriously burned to the ground. Walter Pith feels like maybe there's something evil in his life following him. Maybe he's got to change the course of his ways. So he hides out, turns to an old friend who owns a Holiday Inn Express. With nothing left to call a home, he stays at the Holiday Inn Express with Toots. He's worked out a deal, so he's essentially living in this Holiday Inn Express. By the way, guys, yeah, I, I'm going to be shooting a lot of the Holiday Inn Express in these films. I'm I'm hoping the audience would just kind of, you know, get used to this relationship I'm building with the Wait, Holiday Wait, hang on. What's, what's, why Holiday Inn Express? <laughs> Good question. I mean, film nowadays, guys, you know, you, you got to get used to it. Your commercials are in film. 
So Holiday Inn Express, I mean, that's that's going to be in it a lot. A lot of signs. I'm talking napkins. I'm talking pens. I want to just kind of embrace the commercialism. I mean, wake up and smell the commercials, guys. That's that's what I'm saying. Filmmaking nowadays, it's commercial. Well, wait a minute. You're not even a filmmaker yet, and you still didn't answer his question. Why are you obsessed with Holiday Inn Express? Why Holiday Inn Express? Do you have a deal with them already? I don't understand. Like you could, you couldn't you have went like big? Couldn't you went for like? Is it a, is Marriott bigger? Is that a bigger hotel yeah, chain? Yeah, I mean, they want to be elitist. Is a Holiday Inn Express is like everyday Joe's go to? Is that what you're going for? Yeah, maybe you want to be elitist. Maybe I want to appeal to the mass audience. Maybe I know how to really sell a film. You're not even a filmmaker yet. Yeah, but Hollywood's gonna love to know that a newcomer like me is already used to the world of commercialism. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so we get it. It's going to all take place in a Holiday Inn Express. Oh, cute. Yeah, 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 you get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't you, don't talk down to me, Jenkins. I don't get it. I just want you to get on with this stupid story, okay? Oh, that's cute. You're getting, that's cute. Uh, okay, uh. Getting? Is that like, is that like a Hollywood phrase when somebody's getting something that's called getting? Usually when we test audiences, uh, we, we you like, test, have you tested audiences? Uh, my neighbors, yeah. I've tested them, uh, run a, a litany of experiments on my whole neighborhood, uh, when it comes to spine tingling, creeping them out with film, uh, filming them while they're showering, typical owl move. Okay. All right. All right. Just get to your story. I don't want to hear about your fucking... Your weird stuff. stalking things that you're doing. Well, anyway... So a couple weeks go by, and Walter Perth, Walter Pith's living there, and he's loving it. He could get used to this. Get real happy. Looks like your head was about to split open. You're you guys, smiling so you guys hard. Wouldn't, you don't believe how many times I've been doing this in the mirror. I can. I can actually believe it. This is called an elevator pitch. Hips, hips. Yeah. Okay, let's okay, go, Jenkins. <laughs> thank you, thank you. You guys are great. Another day, another free breakfast, toots. Okay, toots, I'll sit you down in this little egg basket here, let you roam around in the eggs. Oh my god, is that a thing? Listen to them, toots. They're against Hey, hey, Walter. Hey. Hey, 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 uh, can I speak to you for a second? Yeah, Mickey. Yeah, you can't keep doing this, Walter. I mean... I'm fine with you staying here, bud, but I, I, I give you the reduced rate, and, uh, he can't bring- is that a- is that a mouse? Can't bring him down here. It's Toots, my hamster. You got a problem with Toots? You got a problem with me, Mickey? Listen, I- I know you're going through some rough times, and, uh, I-, I Yeah, completely under- my wife's dead, Mickey. Okay. Alright. My I kids know. are dead. Yeah, man. I know. I know. You told me, Walter. You told me. And after the death of my kids and my wife, my house burnt yeah. to the ground, Mickey. Yeah, okay. Burnt to a cinder, Mickey. My fucking house burnt down, Mickey. Help us. Why are you running, you coward? Dad. Dad, help us, Dad. Walter, get back here! Dada! Did you say toots? Why, of course, my boy. Walter, you fucking coward! I hope that answer runs in hell! Somebody kill it! 
she does get hysterical in the night. Oh, I do think that someone's got a touch of the vapors from all this southern heat getting deep down in the mind, in the bones, in the brain. Look how crazy she's getting in the fire, like a fucking moth. So it's, it is no time to make a joke like that. That's my wife burning alive. Oh, Tess, you are incorrigible. <laughs> Smells like mesquite grilled hickory ribs. Don't cause a scene. Come on, Walter. Hey, don't cause a scene. Yeah, my wife's dead, Mickey. She's gone. All right, but, th but this is the last time. And after the death of my kids and my wife, my house burned down to the ground, Mickey. Don't cause a scene, Walter, please. My just... fucking house burnt down to the ground, Mickey. It burnt down to a cinder, smoldering in the moonlight. That was a year ago. Yeah, and I fled from the scene, Mickey. It's a bad luck thing, Mickey. No one found who did it. Well, yeah, you know what? There's a lot of talk going around, though. About what? About how rough my life is? About how unlucky this man is? Take a look, everybody. Look at the unlucky man and his hamster. Okay, okay, Walter, listen. Just don't bring the hamster down here anymore, okay? Please, I'm begging you. Mickey, look into my big blue eyes. Mickey, we've known each other since we was babes. Babes scooting our little boots and butts around in preschool. Stomping around, kicking over blocks. Knocking over rocks, licking frogs, getting all muddy, hiding spoons, making our mothers mad with all the spoons we're hiding in the fields, getting lost in the woods, putting naughty magazines under stumps, playing in the crick, playing with each other, touching each other in special ways. Hey, hey, Walter, hey. Oh, Mickey, I haven't forgotten, and I know you haven't. That beautiful summer where we both discovered our passions. I don't know what you're talking about. I, oh, I remember. The moon was out in full bloom, and I was standing in the middle of the creek, all naked, covering my privates like Venus in a half shell, like a water nymph calling to you. Walter, shut your mouth, please. We're in the middle of breakfast. You're at a buffet line. We were looking into each other's eyes like we're looking into each other's eyes now, and you, you're swimming and swirling and slithering around like a naked tadpole. Looking to grow legs, looking to bounce around into a new life. And I was that life. I gave you a spiritual awakening, a rebirth. I baptized you in our passion, Mickey. Walter, listen. We ha we have, you're a friend of mine. I'll admit that. We're, we're, we're old friends. If it wasn't for me, Mickey, you would have never had the courage to become the man you are today and run this lovely hey, hey, do Holiday me a favor. Express. Do me a favor. As a friend, just, just don't bring the hamster down. Let's keep old times in the in the past, okay? And uh, let's not bring that up again. The creek stays at the creek, all right? The creek where we became one. No, no, the creek. The creek Just where you're necking like a little tadpole. I put you in my butt. <laughs> I put you right in my butt. You fit in my whole butt. Uh, excuse me, are you are you are you guys out of the bacon or? Can what? You, oh, uh, I'm yeah, sorry. Can, uh, Walter, can you please... I heard the whole thing. Please what? 
Stay heard, locked heard, in your eyes. I heard everything you guys were saying. Like, I just want some bacon. Isn't it beautiful, man? Bacon. Isn't it a beautiful um, thing? Regina, I don't, can, I don't, we're I, out of bacon. I don't want to comment on it, but can I? Listen, ma'am, I'm sorry. We'll get you the bacon. How about you go sit down? We'll we'll come over to you and get you. He'll swim right over to you like a little tadpole. Okay, okay, don't alter. Okay, please. Isn't that right? Please, please, please don't look at me. Please hey, don't look at and me. And don't, ma'am, don't eat the eggs. We're, we're getting fresh eggs for yeah, you. Yeah, I saw the hamster running around. Yeah, uh, well, it was a, a minor error, okay. and it's not, it's not. It was no error. I put the hamster in the egg. I let him run around in there like he's in a little prairie dog. Okay. All right, don't please don't look at me. The don't eggs touch on me. his final frontier. We'll get you the bacon. Man. Stop touching we'll my arm. We'll bring you the meat. We'll, we'll bring it okay. to your table. Okay. This is clean as a whistle. Okay. Don't mind him. Sorry. She don't need those eggs, Mickey. Look at that fat ass on her. Please, please, Walter, just do me a favor, please. Just get rid of the hamster. You can't bring him to breakfast. Okay, Mickey. I'll do you a favor as an old friend. And I'll go up in my room, and I'll make my bed so those maids don't even ever have to touch it. <laughs> I appreciate that. I do appreciate it. And I'll use my towel for three to four weeks so they don't have to worry about ever cleaning it. Yeah, you know, I would actually prefer you not do that because that's, that's actually kind of gross, Walter. That's not very hygienic. Nope. I keep my word to my old friends, my old friends from the crick. And they're not taking that towel. Mm-mm. Walter, I think you could use every towel and wash rag we have in this building just to keep you clean, keep you from growing something on you because you look like you got moss growing on the back of your neck. Oh, that's just my little character. That's my character. You're what? That's my character showing, Mickey. I'm a man. Listen, how, how about this? I, I'll, I'll give you a fresh towel. I'll give you all the fresh towels you need. You don't... Listen, how about this? I'll give you all the fresh towels you need. Just don't bring the hamster down here for continental breakfast. Got a deal? So you're saying toots can't eat? No, 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 no. You bring him the food. Oh, oh, okay. Okay, I see where you're going. Yeah, you come down to the breakfast buffet, and then and then you go back up and bring your food up there and eat there with, uh, with toots in your room. Room service for the master. <laughs> That's right. Toots would like that, wouldn't you, toots? Oh, Toots, you're living the high life now. Oh, look at him. He's so happy. And another thing, Walt. Uh, the, <laughs> the basketball shorts. Uh, is that what they're? They're just a little tad too short. Oh, these? These here are biker shorts. I used to be a biker before, well, before the house, Mickey. Before my wife. Before the kids. Before they all were charred and burned and stabbed. For the love of God, I named my first child Schwinn. I named my wife Bike Tire, Mickey. Okay, I think you're getting just a little emotional, Walt. Uh, everything's oh. kind of getting locked up in your head, I guess. You're just getting kind of confused. I sometimes forget their names, Mickey. Oh, it's all right, buddy. Just listen. Just we, <laughs> We'll just get you upstairs. I and... named my house Bike Helmet, Mickey. I named my house Bike Helmet, Mickey. Listen, you got to respect what I'm doing here, okay? It's a goddamn business, Walter. Yeah. You're disturbing everything. Regina, have you gotten her the bacon yet? No, I'm still standing Get here. Get over there! God! I am a franchisee of Holiday Inn! And you have one room that's always going to be used by the two of the most satisfied customers in the U.S. of A. Ain't that right, toots? From the, whole, from the babe's mouth. But I, I'm giving you a ridiculous discount. 
You're, you're practically not paying anything, Walter. Well, I appreciate that, and Toots appreciates all the eggs. Are we going to get more eggs, too? Because I would like some eggs. I'm going to get right on that, ma'am. Okay. <laughs> Look at if Toots running around on the plates. Walter, <laughs> shut up. Ma'am, if you could just step back and go to your table, please. Because you're, you're getting too close. I'm He's trying to eat one of the spoons. Toots, that's not I'm, food. That's a spoon, I, just need, you, I need you both to back up. I'm, I need you to go to your room. I'm I need very you to hungry. back up, ma'am. You are getting in, into my personal space, and I'm starting to get a little stressed out, okay? I'll shut the whole fucking buffet down if you don't back up. Oh my, Mickey, you're getting all hot and bothered. Yeah, you know what, Walter? I, I, I feel like I'm taking this home with me, too, every night. Yeah, all the stress and burden that you're putting on me, I think it's a little unfair. I, I'm bending over backwards to help you. The least you could do is meet me in the middle somewhere. Oh, oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. Oh, okay. Okay, toots. Message received. Loud and clear. God, and please, just... I'm sorry, you gotta take a shower. I, I don't... I don't... You don't smell the best, Walter. I take showers. I just try to keep the towels that I keep as long as possible. I don't try to go through a lot of towels, and that's for you, Mickey. Okay, here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna get one of the front desk clerks to fill up this box. Uh-huh. With, with all the food you want off the buffet. Oh, wow. You're gonna take this food, and we're gonna get you a whole pile of fresh towels. Oh okay? boy, yeah. Why don't you just take it easy this morning? Eat in bed, watch some free movies, Walter. I don't, I don't know why I'm doing that, but you know, just as long as you're out of my hair, I'd appreciate it. Okay? Wow, sounds like I'm gonna be living the high life with toots. Hell, <laughs> oh boy. I'll comp you some pay-per-views. How about that? Living the high life. That's right, buddy. Lifestyles of the rich and the famous, huh? Oh, that's right, Toots. I just realized my little Casio watch is beeping like a motherfucker. <laughs> I can't stop it from beeping because I must have slept in. What I just realized is it's a quarter to noon. I have somewhere to be, Mickey. So please hold the towel and the eggs. Me and Toots have a prior engagement. Toots, could you get the locks for me, boy? Wait, did the hamster just lock the door? It's funny you ask that, Owens. That's called suspense. <laughs> That's really funny, actually, Owens. <laughs> Maybe you should come to film school with me. I mean, you're really kind of picking up on this. Hibbs, uh, we'll be back in a couple years. Guys, all right, where is this story even going? They argued about towels and eggs for like 15 minutes. And the creek? What What the fuck was the creek part? So that was when he dislodged his eyeballs out of his skull. It was a little trick he knew how to do. You, know, you guys ever seen that lady, you know, who could pop her eyeballs out, you know, out of her head? Like the Guinness Book of World Records show? Uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not? You guys ever seen that show? Uh, I've seen like a commercial for it, I think. I don't, I'm not real sure though. Imagine a woman. And her eyeballs pop out. But that's a man doing that. Okay. And it's Walter. Now, I'm getting ahead of myself, but <laughs> not only was Walter a bit of a revolutionary, a rebel, should I say. I'm not, I'm not getting that from him, but okay. He, he wasn't only strong-willed with the power to move on from a horrible, 
horrible part of his life. He just sounds like a weirdo. Yeah, he sounds. He doesn't sound like a good person. Walter he also killed him, right? Is that what we're going for? Right yeah. Now? Walter yeah. also had the eyesight of an eagle, and he would stand at a large, large window of his Holiday Inn Express bedroom, staring out across the parking lot to a tiny little suburban area where there was a small house about two or three football field lengths away. The house belonged to a mother of one, single mother, and a boy that was just about to start high school. His name was Charlie. He was soon to be the quarterback of the local high school. Hey, Jenkins, where is this going? That's right. That's exactly what I want the viewer to feel. I want them to be slightly confused so they you know, have to rely on me to guide them through this journey. I want them to scream out, please, Jenkins, please help me. Please give me your hand. But that's, you know, that's suspense. And that's when you know there's an, there's an artist at work. That's when you've got the viewer by the balls. No offense to ladies. I'm, I'm just saying, you've either got them by the balls or you got them by the tits. <clears throat> so, Walter Pith would stand in this very large window in his very short bicycle shorts. I'm talking tiny Teensy, teensy. I mean, it's like a dusting of shorts on him. The shorts, yeah, I get it. I get the shorts. He would perch up on the air conditioner like a bird, and he would stare out like a dark dog. Wait, what the fuck is a dark dog? Now, like I've said before, guys, his eyes could bulge. Ignoring me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Typical all-tour director move. Guys, attention up here, guys. Attention, attention right here. What the fuck is a dark dog? Hmm. Uh... This is, this is some high-concept stuff. Okay? Yeah. Okay. okay, good. This is probably a lot more complex kind of stories that you guys could ever even imagine. It's yeah. about some weird gay guy hips, perched hips, up on hips, an air hips, conditioner. Hips, 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 With tiny little bicycle hips, shorts. Hips, so tiny. Hips. Hips. You guys hear a train? No. That was weird. I just had a moment where I thought I heard a train. Jesus Christ, he's fucking losing it, man. Just thought I heard people screaming in a train. <laughs> anyway. It's a sign. I think Owens, I think that's a sign for us not oh, to interrupt them uh, anymore. Okay. Go ahead, Jenkins. Listen, just keep going with your story, pal. It's okay. Take the call out. There's too much going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking train. Yeah, no wonder they died. <laughs> train should have been out of commission. There's people tied to the tracks. Doc Brown driving at What? We can't stop. So. <laughs> now, like I've said before, his eyes could bulge. And he had a little unique technique that he liked to do. He would spritz his eyes. He'd get a couple of those clamps and clamp his eyes real wide. Sometimes with his fingers. And he'd put those pupils right up against the glass, guys. I mean, he's making complete contact with those pupils, almost flattening his eyeballs. And he would say to Toots, Man, there's nothing better than a clear blue sky on a clear day and a clear pane of glass to put my eyes up against, Toots. 
This glass is hot as the sun that strikes it. It makes me feel alive, toots. They say getting sunshine directly into your eyes is the healthiest thing a man can get. It gets all the vitamins and nutrients right into your system. That's why I don't even need to eat sometimes, toots. And that's when Toots said, There's no other way to make a man feel alive. That's right, Toots. Hey, wait a second. Did the hamsters just talk to him? That's exactly what I want the audience to say, Hibs. Thank you. Because it's going to just be a given that they have a very special bond. Now, of course, when I say I want the audience to say that, I mean, (laughs) I want them to have an inner dialogue because (laughs) you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be, uh, they shouldn't be having dialogue in the theaters. I mean, that's that's a pet peeve of mine. Uh, I, I, actually, I'd like for the next five to six minutes, maybe just to talk about how I have this pet peeve. If you talk in the theater, you don't belong in the theater. In fact, I, I think the movie will start out with a big sign that comes up real big that says, if you talk in the theater, you're out of the theater. If you disgrace my theater with your words, I'll hang you in the streets. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you're going to get away with that, Jenkins. <laughs> Some people say that Chaplin couldn't get away with his antics either. I, I don't think anybody said that, and I think you're you're really... You guys hear really... that? You guys hear that sound? Jenkins, you're just going on these tangents. I hear, screech, and... I hear some type of screeching of metal. I just swear I heard someone say, please let my boy get a film school. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Hibs, what, what were you saying? Uh, nothing. Just, uh, just, uh, let's get back into the story, that's all. I'm, I'm, I want to hear more oh, of the story. great, great. I'm happy to hear you're interested in it. <clears throat> anyway, uh, so Toots began communicating with Walter Perth as his eyes were pasted up against the screen of the window that looked out onto Charlie's house. What do you see today, Walter? Tell me. What's the developments? Well, our Charlie boy across the way has definitely grown. The boy has stretched out like a string bean. I'd say he's almost stretched to a man-sized toots. Hard to tell, though. He's still a boy. I can see that he's a boy in his face, but his body is that of a man. Oh, here comes the mother. Mother, mother, mother goose, strutting around, pecking around. It seems that she's having some problem with him now. Something about, um, hmm, I can't make it out. Hmm, let me, let me just flatten these eyes out a bit more. Get them nice and flat and round like big old dinner plates. There we are. Hmm, her lips are moving to it. I think she's saying something about him not doing all the chores around the house. What a boy move. And it seems like he's hanging out with the Red Hat gang again. And she's worried about him, toots. She's losing her little boy. And I don't know whether she's just scared about her boy getting into all this growing and growing up on her. But he's in some serious trouble, toots. It's the same old dialogue, toots. The same old dialogue, Charlie, why? Why do you do it, Charlie? Why do you do it to your poor old mother, Charlie? Why do you hang out with those cool boys in red hats? Why do you go out in the woods with all those boys in red hats? Your lip reading is exceptional, Walter. I start to believe sometimes it's part telepathic. You do know that's how we speak to each other, don't you? Toots, I thought you knew more than me that we speak to each other's hearts. 
If there's any sort of telepathy, it's in the consciousness of our hearts. And that's where I was thinking, you know, like, if people started quoting the film, the consciousness of the heart would be something I think would really latch on. I think, like, it would invade pop culture. Jenkins, I swear to God, stick to the fucking story. This is not scaring me at all. This is the lamest fucking story I've ever heard, and I think it's a ripoff. I can't detect it, but I think it's a ripoff. It sounds like Rear Window. That's it. That's exactly what it sounds like. Oh, you're a hitchhead too, Owens, huh? Just a little bit ago, you didn't know who old Al was. You're fucking ripping off Rear Window, okay? And this story is a terrible ripoff. I don't even know what's happening. Jenkins, I'm agreeing with Hibbs on this one. That, what, what are you looking at? What are you doing? Oh, sorry. I heard a moan of an old engine. Oh my god. Engine that... A little engine that could, but didn't. Oh, Jesus Christ. I think I can, I think I can, I think I can go to film school. But what if my family dies? Okay, all right. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I just... No, 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 don't be sorry. I, Sorry, I just got... I trailed off for a moment. I thought I heard an owl. Not an owl. An owl. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> owls can't make film. <laughs> Leave that to Al. Stop. <laughs> nobody... I'm sorry, nobody called him out, okay? Just... I don't want to set you off on a whole thing. Just nobody called him out, okay? I'm sorry to offend you, Hibbs. I'm just calling him Al because like, we're in the 90s. You know, there's Al Borland, there's Al Bundy, there's Al Hitchcock. No one calls people Alfred nowadays. What about Batman? Never seen it. Uh, let me let me rephrase that. I never will see it. That movie's garbage. And I'm a fucking filmmaker, Owens. And you're asking me to watch some kids Saturday cartoons in the morning? Let me put my PJs on while I watch that filth? Jenkins, I swear to God, if this dumb story is, is, is the way for you to cope with your family's horrible tragedy and the death of half of your family, then maybe we should just end this now and take you to some kind of mental hospital. You know, people thought Al was crazy too. But instead of going to the nut house, he went to the art house and made art films that spoke to the consciousness of the heart. When did you get a turtleneck sweater? It was cold. I don't even know when you slipped that on. We could have just stoked the fire. I just slipped it on when I got cold. Anyway, let's get back to the film, huh? Let, let's do something a little fun here, guys. Okay? How about you step into my shoes for a moment? Feel what it's like to be a big-time director. Oh, my God. Put your hands up in the air like this. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing the stupid rectangle thing that no, douchebag no, 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 directors no, 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 no. do. Hibs, come on, just do it. I'm not making a rectangle with my Hibs, hands like a Hibs, dumbass director. Hibs, if you don't want to know about it, Owens is interested. So shut your fucking mouth, okay? Get right. off my fucking set. Hibs. This isn't a set. Get out of my fucking set. This is the campfire scene. This is the scary storyteller's campsite. Not a goddamn film set. Yeah, somebody, somebody get him off my goddamn set. There's nobody else here but us. Owens, oh, what I'm going to show you. Okay? okay. This this is good. You you know, hanging out on a set and learning from people above you. You pick up. Yeah, just you never it. know. You might get your own movie done. I mean, well, he's going fucking okay, insane. So put your hands just up fucking here, do it. Make a little rectangle. And what that is, it lets you see what you see in the frame. Yeah. It's cool because you can frame it. up, you can frame up, uh, you know, Al Hitchcock would do this on the set, and he, this is how he fi figured out all of his reels. Yeah. Yeah, and then, uh, this is how, this is how Al Hips. would always frame up Hips. all his reels. I'm not fucking Hips. doing it. I'm not doing it. Huh. Yeah. 
little little fun trivia for you guys. Do you know what uh, one of the biggest first movies ever made? The Great Train Robbery. Oh my God! It was uh, it was insane. They actually replicated a train, a real train. Okay. And uh, red horses up onto. Luckily, they didn't wreck that train when they were hips. Oh, okay. I, I'm making that look. Look, I'm making the rectangle. Uh-oh. I'm looking at the scene. <laughs> Got a little Spielberg over there. Yeah, I'm learning from one of the best. <laughs> nice. All right, now I'll put that frame up there and get a good look because that's when Toot said. You're so perceptive, Walter. I think you should trust your instincts. Toots, I think today's the day I make contact. I don't think that's a great idea. But if your instincts are telling you to make contact, then do it. Oh, shit on a shingle, toots. I didn't even realize. My little Casio watch is beeping like a motherfucker. And look at the calendar. It's luau day at the pool today. We gotta get you in your little fucking trunks, toots. I met a hula girl at Waikiki. And every day she did a dance oh. to me. Oh. Look at yourself, toots. You're a regular crocodile in these bubbly waters. Mmm, uh, my coconut margarita is delicious. Walter! You are killing me, man! You can't bring that rat and put it in the hot tub! Toots is a hamster of noble stock. Either way, come on! Come on! We just talked about this, like, two hours ago. You can't scare away the other customers that are used in the aquatic center. Yeah, but this little pool is a confined area for my toots here. And Toots needs his back legs and his front legs worked out thoroughly. He needs exercise like every human being on the planet. He tells me every day he needs more pineapples. And he needs more exercise. And he needs more water aerobics, which this luau is chock full of. First of all, Walter, there's there's no luau. It just he brought all these pineapples, which also can't just be left floating around in the hot tub. Where did Toots and I get all these lays then, if there's no luau? I'm telling you. I'm telling you to your face, Walter. I don't know where you got the lays. I don't know. Maybe you, you brought them yourself, or... Could you dam up the pool filter for me, Mickey? I, I don't want to get Toots stuck in there again. Yeah, neither do I. <laughs> He's in here doing laps. Look at him. I don't want him to get stuck in that pool filter. He's on a roll. Listen, Walter. <sighs> you're my friend. And I, I know that you've been through some crazy shit, okay? You've been there ever since the moment my house burned to horrible, horrible pieces. And my wife screamed and screamed and I ran as fast as I could. My children said, Dada, Dada, I need the data. Listen, if you don't stop doing this, down here in the pool room, or the conference room, or the breakfast buffet... I'm afraid I'm gonna have to kick you out, Walter. Uh, Okay? Well, I mean, where would you want us to take this luau? Anywhere else! I mean, there's only one indoor pool. Do you have a pet pool, perhaps? No, there is no pet pools, Walter. 
Do you have any plans in the near future for us residents here of the Holiday Inn Express to build a little pet pool for your pet residents, such as Toots? If you don't stop this, I'm going to kick you out, Walt. <laughs> oh, I see. I see how this is, Mickey. I'll get out. Toots and I will leave. We'll never come to the pool again. You might have just pushed me to the breaking point, huh, Mickey? Now, now, Walt, I'm, I'm sorry. Maybe I'll never leave my room unless for a certain very important reason. Maybe it's a sign. Maybe you should go see him today. See the Charlie boy. See the Charlie boy you've been observing. That's right, toots. You talking to your hamster? Whatever you're going through? I'm sorry, but... Well, toots, I guess we're not invited to the luau. Boo-hoo. Boo-hoo. I guess we need to get out of here. Come on. Get out of the pool and dry up. Get yourself your little towel. Mickey, could you hand me that little net? I gotta wrangle up Toots here. He is a monster when he tries to get out of the pool. You know, Mickey, as I sit here and towel off my little Toots in front of you, I just remember I... I saw my family die in flames. I saw them stabbed. And it's not just Toots that told me that when people suffer major tragedy, looking into the flames of hell itself, that they gain something, Mickey. Some might call it a curse. Others, like myself, if they're strong enough, might call it a blessing. Sometimes you know about things that are about to happen, Mickey. And if I'm off my game, like a pesky manager of a Holiday Inn Express won't let me stay at the luau and throw me off my game, I won't know when things are going to happen. You understand, Mickey? You have somebody here that could help you in the future. Listen to me. You are pissing me off. Oh, and the Casio watch starts beeping like a motherfucker right on schedule. Ah have an appointment it's a quarter to two and i have to see about a boy you're, you're gonna what i have to uh <clears throat> go upstairs and watch a boy toodaloo toots say goodbye too come on scoot toots scoot all right toots lock the door I really think you should towel off with some fresh towels. Toots, we simply don't have the time. We're late. I'm going to get my going out hat on. And then he put on a wide brimmed preacher hat to show that he's a holy man. But he's still dressed as a regular man. He has on a ratty old shirt from his favorite sports team, the Pittsburgh Pirates. And he has really high bicycle shorts. I mean, really high. I mean, these things are practically up to his shoulders. And of course, he has dirty old sin shoes. The shoes of a man who's literally walked through the flames of hell. Burnt New Balance with no socks. And he smelled like that of an onion. Toots screamed at him, telling him, Come on, please. This is not the day. This is not the time. I want you to follow your true instincts. I don't know if you're actually listening to your instincts. I think Mickey's got you off your game. Maybe you're right. 
But the one thing I know is that this boy is in for some trouble. Hey, boy. <laughs> hey, boy. I see you cutting that grass, boy. And cut. Beautiful, guys. Uh, let's take five. So we can have a brief word from our sponsor. Brought to you by the Winged Migration. It's smooth, yet it's gritty. There's a lot of protein, but there's also a lot of fiber. It fills you up, and it makes you warm when you eat it. It definitely makes people say, what is that? When you put this on the griddle... People are going to smell it. They're going to come into the kitchen. A lot of them are going to say, Huh, why are you cooking that? Dog shit. <laughs> Never thought of that before. A lot of talk going around that there's not enough rations for everybody. Well, <laughs> problem solved. Dog shit. Eat it. You can't force your baby to like it can't force your baby to eat it. You can't be picky when it comes to survival. Nutrients are nutrients. Protein is protein. I can't say I knew this before, but I know it now. One dog's trash is another man's dinner. Dog shit. Hmm. It's got me thinking. Huh. Dog shit. What will they come up with next? Dog shit. Huh. I guess two wrongs do make a right. Huh. Dog shit. Why not? Dog shit. There's more than we can eat. Abundance is our future. As I take a knee behind this dog's ass and hold out my plate with a big smile, let me take a moment to thank our leaders and to thank the great power for giving us this beautiful way of life. If it hadn't been for the powers above us, I would have never thought about doing this. Dog shit. What a wild concept. Only the brave could think of something like that. Dog shit. The alternative food source. This message of hope was brought to you by the wing migration. Those that stand against the singularity rage war in our streets. They burn our crops. Our rations are low. We must survive. We must press on. Dog shit is our salvation. We provide you with dog shit. We are the wing migration. We provide you with dog shit. Dog shit is the only link to singularity. Be grateful. The signal beacons on. Be grateful and sleep.
right, guys. So everybody remember where we left off? Where the hell did you get that bullhorn? And you're sitting in a director's chair. Oh, didn't even notice. Sometimes things like this just naturally happen when you got the craft in you. I don't think that's I don't think I don't that's think a that's thing. What's happening Where'd we now? leave off, guys? We have our hero, Walter Pith, uh, Perth, and he was perched in the window and finally chose today to be the day to make contact with the boy he's been watching for so long. But was this the right time? That's our question. There's so many other questions. <laughs> That's not my only question. But is this the right time? I know you guys are on the edge of your seat, and I appreciate I'm not, that. I'm not on the edge of my seat. Uh, edge of your log. This it will go down in ASOT's history as the worst goddamn story we have ever told to date. I'm going to burn this fucking tape the moment it's done. I like that. I like that anger because sometimes the best directors elicit strange responses and anger from the audience. You are not a filmmaker! Not yet, is what you mean to not say. Not ever! You're not ever going to be a filmmaker. If this is your story, this is never going to happen. It's funny because Toots, uh, in the movie, in the, in the movie I'm going to make Toots. Toot, 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 toot. I get it, you're making train noises. I understand, Jenkins. I get it. Okay. Your fam half your family was killed in a horrible train accident. I understand. Shut shut the fuck up. Toot said it's probably not the best idea to leave. And what did what what did happen to our hero? We'll find out in the startling conclusion. To my Al-inspired story. Alfred Hitchcock. Your Alfred Hitchcock-inspired story. Shut the fuck up! Walter Perth, Pith, Pith walked upon the boy. He was mowing the yard like a good boy. Shirtless. <laughs> he was slick with sweat. A slick boy and no shirt. Walter was stunned. <laughs> hey, boy. <laughs> Hey, boy, I saw you've been cutting your grass, boy. Can I help you? I see you. I've been watching you cut that grass with your shirt off, boy. I've noticed how you've grown. I noticed from my window way up over yonder. Up, up, up where? You never noticed me, huh? How adorable. I've been noticing you from all the way up there. I mean, I've been living up there for about a year and a half now. That's my little perching post up there. Are you talking about the Holiday Inn that's like four blocks away? Huh. Let me look at the Holiday Inn and let me look back at you. Let me look at the Holiday Inn and let me look right back at you. I'm just realizing now that I... Why, I guess it is four blocks away. I never noticed it from that angle, but I do notice a lot of other things while I'm perched upon my air conditioner with my eyes pressed flat against the glass of my big, big window. I have quite the vision, boy. Let me guess, in about five minutes, your hot pocket will be done. How did you know that? Well, it's Wednesday, Charles. All boys have a hot pocket on Wednesday, Charles. Let me take off my wide, wide-brimmed preacher hat to get a good look at ya. It's shading my view. Oh, wow, my hat is off, and it is crazy. 
from that point of view, perched upon my air conditioner all the way over yonder, you look like nothing more than a speck of dust. But now that I see you up close without a shirt on, all slick in the sun, what was an ant is now a budding man. I've noticed you have grown. What the hell are you talking about, you freak? I've noticed you've grown, Charles. Is that something you've been getting into, growing boy? You into that? Is that your new little hobby of yours? Is that something the Red Hat Gang's got you into? Growing? Growing like a damn beanstalk? Are you so- Are you some sort of fucking stalker? No. No. No, no, no. No, no. No, no, boy. Some people call me a... A watcher. A protector. A watchful man. The always watching. The always watching protector. And I've been watching you for a while now, Charles. I've seen you've grown. You grew a lot over the last year and a half, boy. You started off just about the size of a scratch on my window pane. Then you grew up to about the size of the smear on my window pane. That's my little cheat sheet. If my window were a map, that would be the legend in the bottom right hand corner. You should see my window, Charles. Come back with me, Charles. If I could only show you my window. Oh, Charles, if you could see my window. I've got a chart, Charles. I've got a chart on my window that Toots is always helping me with. I'm calling the cops. Mom! Oh, God, Charles. I, I, I don't, I don't think this is the way it should have gone. But I'll keep my eye out for you, Charles. Oh, Toots is gonna be mad. I hope Toots wasn't watching this. This is not how this should have gone down. Oh my, what a pleasant surprise, Mickey. Walter, I'm gonna ask you one thing. It's very simple. Is it true? Is what true, Mickey? Don't play games, Walter. And stop leaning against the goddamn door like a starlet from the 40s. Oh, I'm just arching my back. I got a big old I know what back. you're doing. I know what you're doing, Walter. And it's not working. Okay? Remember the creek, Mickey? Shut it. I'm getting complaints that someone in our rooms is watching a kid down the street and harassing them. Is that true? Is that you? Well, why don't you step out of that hallway and come into my grand room? I told you. I told you not to go down there. Shut up, toots. What is going on with you? Are you are you seriously doing this? I, I mean, you, you've been acting really crazy lately. All I can say, Mickey, is that you've doubted me so many times now that I think I could scream that the sky was falling and you would just laugh and you would just laugh and you'd chuckle, chuckle, chuckle. I think I know what's going on here. I think I'm not helping you anymore. I think I'm actually holding you back. And I think after tonight... Walter, you're on the street. The low life, huh? The life of the poor and the sad, huh? Listen, buddy. God, your craziness is worn thin, okay? I just can't handle it anymore. The, the business can't handle it anymore. Oh, I'm, I'm crazy now, huh, Mickey? You are. 
And I'm a goddamn franchisee of a holiday. Oh, Inn. look okay. at me. Look at me. The poor no. man who woke up in the dead of the night, oh, heard God. his wife screaming, please don't stab me. Oh, please, please don't stab me and set the house on fire. I'm telling you this. Whether you're gone or not, the cops will be at this door first thing tomorrow morning. Oh, God, Mickey. How far have we come? How far have we fallen? Too far, buddy. Okay? Too far. Too far. Let's lock the door. Now you've done it. Now what are we going to do? Live on the streets? No more luau's? No more continental breakfast? Let me guess. You're going to spend your last night here simply watching that boy. Simply pining over what you cannot fix. You've knocked on the door, but you're afraid to open it, Walter. Actually, tonight, tonight, toots, I think we'll get our rest. Let's go to sleep. Okay. Get your teeny tiny little pajamas on your body, toots. They have little clouds on them like you like. They're blue and white, your favorite colors. Put your little, little tiny button, these little tiny PJs, and put your little tiny nightcap on, toots. I don't like the nightcap. Come on, toots, just for the effect. You can take it off before you actually fall asleep. It's just to make me feel better, toots. I'm doing this for you, Walter, but that's as far as it goes. You understand? I don't like the nightcap. It demeans me. It makes me feel like a simple object. I understand, toots, but do it for your old friend. I don't have any more friends. My last one just turned his back on me. And you know about my... My family, right, Toots? Yes, I do. And I weep for them every night. Oh, Toots, you know just what to say. Now snuggle up in your bed for me, Toots. I'll do that for you. And Toots is out like a light. Oh, and I turn to look upon the Charlie house in the moonlight. Toots, I am so sorry. I'm so very sorry. I had to lie to my only friend left in this whole wide world. But tonight I do not sleep. Tonight I do knock down the door. The door to my destiny. Tonight my life changes. Tonight's the night. Tonight's the night. I change it all. I just closed my eyes, Walter. I'm still awake. I hear everything you're saying. Oh, toots. Oh, toots. I, I was just looking out the window, thinking and dreaming out loud. I'm about to fall asleep too, Toots. So, Toot Toot, good night. Toot Toot. Quit touching my bottom. You used to love how I touched your little bottom to make you go to sleep. Toot Toot. Toot Toot. Oh, Toots, look upon the stars. <laughs> dream your little dreams, Toots. Dream your little dreams of eggs. Toots is slowly but surely drifting off into dreamland. Toots is out like a little teeny tiny light bulb shaped like a hamster. He's in the nether realms of his dreams in a deep, deep slumber like I've never seen him fall into before. I'm sorry I had to lie to you twice now. I can't believe what's going through my mind, but I, I can't stop it. 
I've got to knock down the door to destiny. I've got to see my Charlie boy. You know, the flames, the flames might lick high tonight. They might inspire something new. They might inspire me to act out of character tonight. The devil himself may step out of those flames. These new balance might be finally melted to the bare minerals that they were created from when I walked through these flames. <laughs> You're not seriously thinking about breaking into that house. Oh, toots. I thought you were asleep again, boy. Again, I just shut my eyes, Walter. It takes me a while to fall asleep. You know that, Walter. Toots, come on and rustle up and your paper bedding inside that old baby shoe box of yours. I'm just spitballing here. I'm just looking out this window onto the stars, toots. You know me. I do this every night. I talk and I dream. And I'm not going over there tonight, toots. I'm verbally dreaming right now, toots. Here, toots, have a little sip of your night milk. I'm going to stir it for you right here. I had it on the hot plate. Forgot to give it to you. Here, drink your little night milk. That'll put you to sleep. There you go. I warmed it up for you. This feels like I'm drugged. It's not a drug, Toots. It's just a harmless little teeny thimble of milk. Hot and warm for you. I don't think hamsters are supposed to drink milk. I'm getting very woozy. I can't control my nervous system. Toots, I'm sorry I had to do this to you. Now rest, my friend. Rest. I have work to do. I am so sorry, Toots, that I had to lie to you three times tonight. It might be out of my hands, but there's a 99.99% chance that Charlie Boy will die in flames tonight. And I'm pretty sure I can't stop it. But I'll be there to catch it. And I hate to say, I will be watching. Oh my god, does he kill the kid or what? On the edge of your seat, huh? <laughs> no, he, he didn't kill anybody. Actually, a few hours later, the police show up and they start asking questions. All I heard, officer, was screams. And I look over. And it was my wife. And she was stabbed. And the house was on fire. We fucking get it. We know. We were all there, Walter. We were all there. And guess what? We still haven't found anyone, Walter. We haven't found anyone. The night that, yeah, the night that your family was killed. The night that your house burnt down. I was standing right there, Walter. And for some reason, we haven't pinned a suspect. And I wonder why, Walter. I wonder why, Walter. I swear to God it was you, you fucking freak. I don't have any evidence, okay? But if I did, and if I didn't want to lose my badge, I would pistol whip the shit out of you, son of a bitch. Oh my, oh me, oh my. Don't you mock me, Walter. This is, this is what I'm getting at. You're fu you're insane, Walter. You call us, you call us at least every week with the same diatribe over and over again when you know deep down in your brain, deep down in your heart that you did it, Walter. You did it. And you you have this weird love obsession with your fucking hamster. That's the only you could have you could have you could have rescued everybody. I know you could have. It took 5 hours for that house to burn down, Walter. Five hours! You could have easily have ran back in there. I stood there and I watched that thing burn. I had no other choice. For five 
hours, Walter. You stood there and listened to your family die. Every time you call and you retell it, it's in the same monotone voice, that same voice that keeps nagging at me at night, Walter. It's the same voice that just haunts me at night, Walter. I lay in bed awake every single night thinking about that case. My wife has to calm me down every single night and tells me, please, honey, stop worrying about that case. But Walter, I cannot do that. Now, Walter, now, what did you call us for, Walter? What in the world did you see that you needed to tell us? I'm sorry about your sleep troubles, officer. Give your wife my condolences. But you see, that window there and I have a, have a bit of a connection. When you start looking out a window, you can't stop. And I don't think you or anyone on the police force have any experience with something like that. I mean, once you open a door, you can't close a door. Doors open and close, Walter. Well, what if a door's been opened by fire? There's only one way to close that, and let me tell you something. When the wind gusts out from the sides of that door, when it slams shut, something a foul odor of some sort. (laughs) Okay, all right, Walter. All right. Okay, I'm not even going to let you explain it. You ever looked on down from high, officer? Have you ever perched up on an air conditioner, officer? Walter! You're getting a little flustered. Walter, you called us and you said you think a boy about three to four blocks away named Charlie is going to die. Now tell us, is that the truth or not? What have you witnessed to make you suspect that this boy is in trouble? Okay, guys, real quick. Sorry to interrupt this story. No, they're on the edge of your seat, but I need you guys to focus up real quick. This next scene is essentially my uh, rosebud scene um, from that uh, Citizen Kane. It's from Citizen Kane. Thank you. From Kane, uh, the Kane movie. Um, Citizen Kane. Yes, the Kane. Kane. I heard you the first time. But the scene where he says, rosebud, rosebud, where's my rosebud? I don't think that's what he says. I think he just says Rosebud. You are getting fixated on details, but we don't need to worry about here. If you're going to be a filmmaker, you need to... That's like a a basic fucking... That's the first thing they show you, I think, in film school. Strike. Strike it. Strike him from the set. This next scene I need you guys to really pay attention to. It's It's one of the most emotional scenes of the film, and I think you guys might cry, so go ahead and please try to cry as hard as you can. Have you ever looked down at an ant farm, officer? Jesus Christ. An ant farm looks kind of funny to us humans, huh? They're all squiggling around, got all those extra legs, crawling in between the cracks, going in the holes. What are they doing, officer? Are they going to their jobs? Are they worried about their families? Are they just trying to make it through the day? Is one of them going to commit murder tonight? That's me up here. And through that window is where I look down upon my anthill. So, sorry if I thought I saw something that maybe I got wrong. So you're saying you saw nothing? What I'm saying is, I've seen a boy. 
What I'm saying is, I think there's going to be a couple of bugs smashed. And I don't want that to be on your wall or on the bottom of your shoe. I can't and I won't write any of this in my report. I just need you to tell me what you actually witnessed. Well, I witnessed a boy grow into a scared man. When you see this boy, you almost think he's a man because he's all stretched out. He's gotten into some things recently, officer, that I almost think maybe is not right for him. He's been getting into that whole growing. He's been really getting on a tangent where he grows and grows more and more every day. And I said, he should have stayed innocent. He should have stayed a boy size because it makes him more innocent. And his mother and him got along a lot better before he was a growing boy, you see. See, now he's growing. And now he's going outside. Now he's wanting to wander. And now he's wanting to get into a little trouble. And I think trouble has found little Charlie boy who's trying to be a little Charlie man. If Charlie keeps growing up, I think he's going to grow dead. Jesus Christ. You know I could arrest you because this is borderline interfering with police business. I mean, you're calling 911 and reporting nonsense, Walter. I want you to tell me what you saw last night right now. Toots, I think we're done here. Just tell the man what you saw. Well, Toots is telling me that I should tell you what I see, but how can I talk to a man that won't listen? A man that has no eyesight of his own, no vision. I mean, when you've spent the year and a half that I've spent perched upon that air conditioner, watching the boy grow for a year and a half out there in that house. You're saying you were stalking this kid? Watching him through this window, knowing his daily routine, knowing him like the back of my hand. Charlie, Charlie Robinson, that sweet boy. I watched him grow and I watched his mother struggle. It was like watching my family die in flames. And I'm telling you, once you see something like that, you grow in a weird way yourself. And I'm telling you now, officer, you start to see trends. You start to see connections. And there are certain things that seem very familiar to what happened to my family. Maybe that evil has clung to me somehow. Maybe it's followed me. Maybe it's a bad curse that I can't shake, officer. Maybe I'm too close to this house. Maybe I brought upon them what was brought upon my family. Oh, oh my. Oh. All right, that's oh. it. You're under arrest. You're oh. hamster too. Don't touch my toots. He's an innocent bystander, a conscientious objector in this world we call living. Hey, Joe, give me your mace. Mine's almost out. Sure. We got a 919. Officer is using mace. Somebody outside, give me a pair of tiny cuffs out of the car for this fucking hamster. Might need some backup with this hamster. Stand clear. Taser activated. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 not my toots, not toots. Oh, no. Oh, the mace, it burns my beautiful eyes. My eyes for seeing. The mace it burns my beautiful eyes like the house that burned my family alive. Toots, hang on. Hang on, Toots. So what used to be the town monster 
all of a sudden became the town martyr. Interesting, huh? Because while, uh, Mr. Walter Perth, uh, Mr. Walter Pith was sitting in his jail cell missing toots, his only friend, he died of starvation. And you say starvation of food? No. Human touch. He died of the lack of love and caring. Missing a family that's long gone from him. Something's not going to come back for him. Because he wasn't connected to the consciousness of his heart. And while Mr. Perth was sitting there longing for Charlie to be safe. Longing for toots. Jenkins, can I ask you a, a question real quick? Yeah, sure. You said Perth and you've said Pith. What's his name? I'm workshopping that. I mean, that's something I'm, <clears throat> I'm, I'm workshopping. Uh, I kind of I like Pith, uh, but I also like Perth. I, I like Pith because like Pith reminds me of pity. And I like that, but I'm worried it's like, it's kind of like two on the nose, like it's kind of giving it all away. And I like Perth because it's kind of close to birth, like it's like a rebirth. Like through the fires, he was a phoenix, and you know, like P for phoenix, and earth for birth, like earth like he's coming out of the ground, like he's born. But anyway, so like, uh, so yeah, he was sitting in the cell, and while he was starving, he... It turns out the kid, Charlie, was, like, part of the satanic cult, and they were called, like, the Red Hats Gang. And Whoa! Whoa, what? Yeah, the satanic gang. Remember earlier I mentioned Red Hats? Uh, they killed they killed Charlie. They killed him right in his sleep. Burned the house down. They killed the mom. Wait, hold on a second. Yeah, that's what happens. You didn't tell that part of the story. Yeah, the satanic gang possesses Charlie, and then they took his mom. They stab them both in the living room. Jenkins, that's the scary story you should have told. Not all this Walter Perth or Pith nonsense. The satanic gang is the scary story. That's not important. They're, that's not important at all. Their part is... Their part in this would have been like the credits or something. That's like epilogue. That's just like scrolling text. Who gives a shit? That's not what we're here about. We care about the consciousness of the heart. The futile struggle between friends, between fighting to be wherever you want. The struggle between man and monster. The struggle to watch and also be prosecuted for watching. Okay, I think I think I know exactly what happened here. I think you're going through some very troubling times, and I think you you're just lost. Yeah, it's a struggle to figure out where I'm going to go in the future. There's a, I mean, there's a lot of film schools out there calling my name. All right, I'm not getting into that. I'm just saying that I think what happened here is you watched or you tried to watch Rear Window and you saw like the first 10 minutes of it and you just started daydreaming and you came up with this ridiculous fucking story. It, it, it's a long, it's a long movie. It, it's really, it's fucking boring. I mean, it's, it's really fucking boring. There's my Jenkins. There's my Jenkins. I know. Guys, fuck. Fuck Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. Okay. All right. He's back. Jenkins <laughs> yeah. is back to his old yeah. self. Yeah. Fuck Alfred Hitchcock. I knew this was all an act, wasn't it? All this thing about all this bullshit about film school and all the stuff about your family being killed. It was all for this ridiculous prank. This story. You pranked us with this story. That's what this was. <laughs> yep. Yep. You're right. I'm not going to film school. I mean, classic Jenkins prank. <laughs> my, my fucking family's dead. Oh. My fucking family was slaughtered. Oh my god. <laughs> the fucking train derailed. 
Oh my god, they, they're, oh god, they're actually dead. Everybody on that train, everybody on that train lived, except for my family. They were, they were the only car that, that didn't make it. Oh shit. They said if it wasn't for that car, the whole rest of the train would have died. And... Jeez, I, they were heroes then. They were heroes. I they, guess, but I guess they also found out they were partially to blame for the wreck. <laughs> I'm not even gonna ask how. I'm not even gonna ask just, how. Yeah, I'm not gonna ask down, what that means. Man. You're with just, friends. Just, it's just okay. calm down. They, they kept throwing marbles and tacks on the train. Train tracks. I don't know how that would derail an entire train, but okay. Wrenches into the oh, wheels. Oh, that might do it. That would probably do it. But Jay, just just breathe. Just breathe. Everything's okay. Everything's gonna be all right. You're gonna be okay. God, Jake just ran into the woods. Oh my God. I I get it. What? I fucking get it. He's a genius. The consciousness of the heart. He, he pulled it off. This. He was trying to talk to us. He was trying to connect to the consciousness of our hearts. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. That story. Everything about it. I get it now. I'm gonna go ahead and scale this tree with this Jesus. pair of binoculars, and I'm gonna watch him like I do every night. Ugh. Let me put these binocs around my neck. Gotta work out my back. What, do you, what kind of tree do you think this is, Owens? He thinks it's a pine? Looks like a cross between a pine and a maple. It's a pine. It's definitely a pine. I have about zero upper body strength. <laughs> you're climbing pretty well. well I'm surprised. I'm, I'm haunching. I'm haunching. You're haunching pretty well. You're yeah. a good hauncher. I'm basically using all of my thigh muscles to pull myself up. Arms are just helping down. Oh! Ugh, a lot of sap. <laughs> sappy. This is a sappy tree. What kind of tree produces this much fucking sap? Alright, I'm, I'm, I'm in the clear. I gotta, I'm up to at least one branch. I can see him. I can see over most of the trees. With my binocs. I think this story was too close to your friend. Because as much as you've been watching him, he's been watching you too. Oh my god, is that a fucking rat by the fire? Ew, kill it! Don't kill me. I'm a hamster. And I'm a friend. I think your friend Jenkins touched a nerve with this story. A nerve that's pulse fires from the consciousness of the heart. I killed it. It's dead. I don't know. Looking through my binocs, I, I don't think it's dead. I think it's still twitching. He's a twitcher. All right. Hang on. There's nothing yeah. left. There's nothing left. You, you got it. You said it wasn't dead. Well, I'm making dead sure now. it's dead. It's dead now. Jesus, God. It smells terrible. Some of the most of that got in the fire. Thanks a lot. That's good to breathe in. You see anything through his fucking binoculars, Paul Bunyan? Uh. Let me focus them. Um, focusing. 
God damn it. This thing fucking smells. It stinks. It stinks bad. Ugh. Yeah, hey, I got him. I see him. He, uh, he fell down near that Taco Bell on the other side of town. <laughs> Gee, he got pretty far. Well, yeah, and these are pretty powerful binocs. Looks like, uh, I can see him, like, clear as day. It looks like he sprained his ankle. He's down. He's down hard. We better right. get him. Alright, let's go get him. I'm jumping out of the tree. Catch me. No. Catch me, Owens! Nope, see ya. Owens! God damn it! I broke my ankle! Ugh. Oh, you got rat all over I know, me. I fell right into this fucking rat puddle you made! Breathing this fucking rat right. puddle fuse in! Alright, come, come on. on. Let's go get him. <laughs> oh, you smell so fucking bad. You smell bad, too. It's on you, too. Don't act like you don't stink of it. I didn't fall in it. <laughs> you can scale a tree, but you sure as fuck can't come down a tree. You can't unscale un oh, a tree. good one. Burn. You burned me. <laughs> hey, Somebody rat, was supposed hey, to catch you me. you smell like rat shit, you piece so of shit. You. Shut the fuck up. I'm helping you. You, you broke your ankle. Me. You broke your ankle. Yeah, it snapped. It's almost severed. All right, let's go get Jenkins. Drag me. I don't... Oh, God, just drag me out of here. Fuck you. Not you know what? Rat. Not through the... <laughs> not through more of the rat blood. What are you doing? It's the only way to go. What do you mean? That's the way There's we're going. There's a million other ways to go. Whatever. Oh, my yeah, God. Fuck you. Don't leave me here. See ya. Oh, God, don't leave me in the rat puddle. Jenkins. You don't even know where he's at. Well, I'll find him. He's by the Taco Bell. Yeah, I know where the Taco Bell is. Fuck. Fucking jerk. Keep slipping on this fucking rat blood.